Mr. Edward Jordan Gullet. Hello, to the hello. Club, buddy. Oh, Welcome man. To the end of your life. I know. That's what my dad said yesterday. He texted me. He said, You've still got time <laughs> before, thanks, before I popped the question. I was like, Thanks, Scott. <laughs> That's what dads are there for, right? Just to make their sons question every single decision they've ever made in their life. I know. Fucking assholes. But you know what? <laughs> I, feel, uh, I feel great. <laughs> I'm uh, happily engaged and. Uh, ready to roll into COVID and see what it's like to plan a wedding that way. Yeah, man, it's, uh, we haven't made much progress. So let me know, let me know how you do. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited about this, uh, this video that, uh, we're covering or movie rather not video, but, um, honestly, like just initially it sounded cool. But then once I saw the actual like trailer poster for it, I recognized it. And I remember, I want to say like, maybe back in like 2007 or eight, uh, I think it was like pretty young in college. I want to say freshman, maybe sophomore. I remember there was some sort of like Halloween or horror show um, celebration event going on, and they released six movies at the same time. Either six DVDs, they were just showing six different movies. And I remember specifically this uh, this poster of the uh, the Goat Head. So uh, happy we can cover this. Uh, we are. Uh, talking about the movie Borderland, uh, and more importantly, the true story based off of that. But we want to stick with our standard formats. We'll get right into it. EJ, what have you been watching lately other than Kate's glimmering eyes? Oh, well, it's kind of hard to take them off, off of her glimmering eyes. But I guess I'm still watching The Sopranos slowly but surely. Uh, just finished Star Wars Rebels last week. Yes, the animated show. Yes, it's a kid's show. I don't give a fuck what you say. Uh, but that is, I'm making my way through all the Star Wars canon. We're watching Rogue One next. We're watching yeah, dude, all the yeah, OGs. No, dude, definitely, dude. Anytime you want to come over, you know, I'll put you up in my room, you know, with Quinn, and you guys can watch it. You know, anytime, I, dude. Jay, you will find me sitting Indian style happily, okay? Yeah, and I will be on the floor I'll, with Quinn. I'll be like, do you like this, Quinn? He's like, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll make you guys popcorn and like pigs and blankets. Maybe some bagel bites. Are you being serious? It'll be a good time, dude. I'll build a fort on the bed for you guys. Well, it's more fun if we build it. So maybe if you could just leave like all, right. all the materials in there and we'll do that part. All right. All right. <laughs> Chloe and I will go out. <laughs> you can put forts to Quinn. Yes. Fuck yes. Um, but yes, making my way back through because uh, I'm prepping for Mandalorian season two, baby. Prepping. I, I don't think yeah, you watch right it. Now. But wait, do you watch it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch the first season. When's uh, the second one drop? Uh, uh, October 30th. I just remember from uh, I was I was just rewatching literally right before we did this the uh, the pandemic special of South Park. Mickey's mm-hmm. like, sell Epcot if it's not making any money, fucking sell it. Buy more Mandalorian. Buy <laughs> more Mandalorian. I just love I, I just loved him sitting there and he's like, ha, huh, you know, you remember fucking the pain bullet? Huh? <laughs> if you haven't watched, also that's also I should have wrote that on here. Yes, I watched the South Park uh, pandemic special. I've watched it twice now because I loved it that much. It is well, well worth 
a checkout because that I love. I always love watching their commentary on social shit. I just, love how they, I just love how they rip into America. It doesn't matter like your political affiliation at all. Like, if, you, if you watch it, you're gonna get it. it oh yeah, matter. it does. They do not give a fuck where you fall, Republican or Democrat. It's so great. Um, I started off my Halloween kickoff with a little movie that I love called Final Girls. Uh, I watch it once a year. Great movie. Thomas Middleditch, Adam Devine, a uh, bunch of other people you would know, but. Great movie, Jay. You should, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Is that like a sequel to Final Girl? The Final Girl? No, it's it's a standalone movie. It's about a group of teenagers that get sucked into a B horror movie. Like basically, they get sucked into Friday the Thirteenth, and it's a comedy about them trying. Like, they have to figure out how to get out of the movie. So it's uh, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was called The Final Girl. There is yeah, a there is a movie called The Final Girl. There? Yes, her mom's in there. Yes. Okay, well, it has the same exact premise so the final girls must be a sequel no there's no sequel to this movie the they're just ripping off it's basically like think of scary movie it's a parody movie of shit just a bunch of stuff put together but it has the same title and the same premise but it's not a subscription i mean uh no it's a stand it's a standalone movie promise uh, but I, I know what you're talking about i've seen that movie it's like the poster i promise look it up after this Prove me wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. No, with Melina Akers in. God, do I really have to stop and go ahead and here? Let me, let me, let me just Google this. You're saying the final girl, right? Yeah, no, no, we're not stopping. This is golden. I do. I, it might be the same movie. I think. I think I was thinking of the final girl, but it's called the final girls. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Melina. Yeah, the final girl. Yeah, the final girls is the name of this movie that I'm talking about right now. That's with. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No, I've seen that. Yeah, it's a good movie. I really like that movie. Actually, I watched it with Chloe like when we first started dating. That's a yeah. real time update for the listeners. It doesn't take long. <laughs> it doesn't take long to be good. You know, we just start counting these by movies that we've watched. We're just like, oh, that's that season. Yeah, yeah. That was like two years ago. Got it. Yeah, I'm in this right exactly. now. Uh, I've been recommended by friends several times to watch this. I never wanted to do it, but I finally dived into Shit's Creek. Gold. Yeah. Gold show. Yeah. My I don't God. I know if it's gold, but I've been pulled into it. I-, I love it. I think it's hilarious. It's only getting better every episode. Uh, I think you watched this too, The Social Dilemma. Lot, lot to talk about on that one. Uh, Kate makes me watch The Great British Baking Show. And actually, damn it, it's pretty fucking good. And I'm always hungry when I watch it. Uh, Give me a fucking biscuit. Dude. Or a crumpet, as they say, I believe. No, no, they say biscuit, but a biscuit is a cookie. Yeah, no, that's true. Hey, but the biscuit cookies are really good. I've had them. Oh, my God, they're delicious. I mean, England mostly has shitty food, to be honest, but their biscuits are delicious. Uh, what the fuck you want, homie? Fish and chips are delicious. Okay, that's one thing. Shepherd's pie, great. Mm. Different types of meat pie, great. Mm. All types of beer, great. Mm-hmm. Everything else, horrible. Breakfast, horrible. A lot of clouds. A lot of clouds. They serve, they serve beans for breakfast, bro. I mean, I'm not upset about that part because, honestly, that's a great <laughs> lot of fiber that I need in my morning. So I, I would take that. Be riffing ass all day. <laughs> uh, and other than that, man, I'm just watching a lot of NFL right now. Fuck college pretty much this year, but uh, a lot of NFL. How what about you? Brother, right there with you. Uh, FSU sucks. Yeah, they do. Cool. <laughs> Still not good. FSU is a glorified basketball school now with the number one recruiting class. So uh, I can't catch a win for the life of me. And Miami's not doing too great. So, yeah, I'm just catching L's left and right in sports, honestly. But uh, movie-wise, stay winning. Uh, I watched 21 Bridges with Chadwick Bosman. Uh, really, really liked it, actually. 
Uh, I want to say it's like a really great movie, but just like it's one of those movies I'm I'm always into. Just kind of like a New York City cop waiting his way through like a investigation and subsequent corruption uh but really good then i i got into lovecraft county or country rather uh oh yeah how's that i was hesitant a little bit it looked weird when i watched like the first like two minutes of an episode um but i didn't want to watch anything i wanted to wait a few weeks for it to come out so i can kind of binge it and then that lasted like a week and we made it through like one through seven uh Mm. great great show just have you watched it yet i haven't been told several times to watch it i i just like too much other shit yeah dude just overall fucking awesome show dude it's all do you understand it like do you get do you like follow or not follow but have you read hp lovecraft stuff because i I basically feel like i need to know more about hp lovecraft to like feel like appreciate the show i honestly don't know so i was looking that up so it's based off a book called lovecraft county um who i do who is not by um i don't think it's by hp lovecraft i believe it was by someone else i'm not uh mistaken but I guess that story is based off, uh, yeah. So Lovecraft kind of the book was was made by or authored by Matt Ruff. Now I don't know too much about H.P. Lovecraft, so that's what I've been trying to kind of dig into is like hmm. the backstory and all this stuff. But it's just really visually um, absolutely awesome. Um, okay. So so cool. Like I highly 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 recommend it. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just awesome. Like it, it's really something special. Um, hey, no, enough said, man. Like HBO, they yeah. they never steer me wrong on TV shows, so I'm not gonna not watch this. I just gonna yeah, wait a little okay, while. Okay, okay, so I got you here. So HP Lovecraft did like uh, Call of Cthulhu, um, Color Out of Space. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. so this this is what I want to uh, to really read into because I would try to do it and just show me the author of this book, which is not. H.P. Lovecraft because I wanted to more, understand more about kind of like the universe of it all. Gotcha. Uh, but really good. Started watching Shit's Creek with Chloe. Um, not fully sold on it yet. Just kind of working through it. Uh, watched All or Nothing on Amazon. Uh, this season they were doing the Tottenham Hotspur, so I like really anything EPL soccer related. Mm. Great sports kind of thing, uh, especially if you like soccer, just sports in general. Uh, pretty damn cool show. Uh, Social Dilemma as well. Um, been recording a lot of movies that I see pop up on cable. One being I saw like a, uh, um, what is it? Uh, the Silver Bullet. Um, oh, they didn't know they made a Coors cool Light documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, <laughs> old, uh, old, old, old movie. Um, but did that, and what I want to say, it's um, Stephen King. Right? Silver Bullet is? I don't know. I've never heard of Silver Bullet, actually. Yeah, but. it's about a, a, a werewolf thing. Yeah, it's, it's a Stephen King movie. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure it was a book. Uh, just old school, like 85, Gary Busey, pre-motorcycle wreck, fully cognizant, cognizant uh, Gary Busey. So pretty cool. Uh, just old school kind of horror movie. Uh, then I, I got into, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but uh, I'm going to say Jindy tartakovsky's primal it's a it's something i recorded a while ago uh i couldn't really watch it with quinn um it's like uh it's a cartoon slash like anime thing about a caveman befriending a, a dinosaur basically it's like a five-part miniseries i've watched three episodes kind of oh. like gory cartoon what's that on? is that on netflix i think i've seen that on there uh, i want to say comedy central is what i recorded it off uh, of. okay uh but there's like really not any dialogue it's just a kind of a cool story uh and then i watched uh the babysitter 2 sequel to the babysitter um both kind of comedy horror movies uh stupid as hell in their own right but also funny as hell um as well so 
Uh, that's basically, I was trying to write my brain. I know I've watched a lot more than that, but that's basically what I have so far, uh, that I can recall and remember to share. So yeah, man, same here. Actually, there was one more I watched as well, Jay. I forgot. Actually, it should be, it should be suggested to watch. Uh, I watched an old Vincent Price movie called the house on haunted Hill. A lot of like, dude, what a classic. Wilson, baby. No, 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 Oh, okay. you're thinking you're thinking of the haunting, which is no, no, the no. Oh, so yes, yes, same story though, as well as the house on haunted hill, which was released. I want to say in the '90s, remake sequel to the house on haunted hill uh, of the one you're referencing. But and the then there's also, story. and then there's also the the uh, haunting of Hill House haunting TV hill show. Enough. Yep. And so the yes, sequel's coming out. Uh, yeah, the Bly House one, which I like watch the trailer and I want to see it, but it doesn't seem like it's as scary as the first season. But prove me wrong. Yeah, I think they just might because they, they did a really great job on that. But uh, let's get into the real reason we are here. We are talking about the movie Borderland came out in 2007, taking a step back in time to when Atlanta hip hop was at its prime. We were all leaning with it, rocking with it, wearing fake caps. <laughs> Some of us in tall tees. Uh, chopped and screwed, <laughs> baby. Chopped and screwed all day. You know it, man. Uh, this is a, actually a true story um, about the abduction uh, and subsequent murder of Mark Kilroy and the satanic Santeria-esque cult behind it all. But this was actually released by Lionsgate. came out in 2007, directed by Zev Berman. Um, cast of probably no one you would recognize. I recommend it. Or I recognize one person uh, out of this, and that was because she has been more recently on the show Altered Carbon, the Netflix series. Um, she's a pretty good actor, uh, cutie as well. Uh, I'm seeing somebody Sean else on here. I remember too, though. Ryder Strong, man. I mean, come on, everybody loves Boy Meets World. A little Sean action there. Oh my goodness, that was. I knew he looked familiar. That. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, he fell from grace. But uh, um, so we'll just start from the top. Rip it up. Uh, Brian Presley plays Ed. Ryder Strong plays Phil. Jake Muxworthy plays Henry. I like these three. Um, Ed's kind of like the all-American athletic type. Phil's more of like their, I guess, kind of slightly nerdish friend. Henry's like the all-American uh, kind of redneck bad boy of the group. Uh, then you got Beto Cuevas as Santillon. Uh, Marta... Higadora, or sorry, Higareta, which is uh, Valeria, which is the girl I was talking about. And then you also have uh, Marco Bacuzzi, who is Gustavo, the basically like somewhat disgraced exile detective uh, of this thing. And then you've got, uh, I wanted to, uh, or sorry, sorry, uh, Marco Bacuzzi is Gustavo. He is like the creepy, ghoulish gangster in the movie. Uh, he does a great job. Uh, Damien Al. Kazar is Ulysses, the disgraced detective. Uh, there are a few more, but honestly, we're not expecting you to really recognize any of these names outside of, I guess, Boy Meets World and maybe Marta Higadera. But EJ, kind of break us down of uh, plot of the movie, and, and um, you know, and then we'll kind of get into the the true story behind it. Totally. So, quick overview for you here of the movie. Uh, this movie was about three college friends who traveled out to Mexico. Once there, they are kidnapped by a drug cartel, but they're not really interested in holding them for ransom. They really have a deeper plan, which is basically just human sacrifices and all things, all things Satan and satanic, uh, as that's what they have a love for.
Yeah, no, I mean, it's a classic tale of three amigos going south of the border for a little fun. Um, basically, long story short, they uh, end up meeting uh, a couple girls and uh, taking some mushrooms and going to a little fair carnival that's in town. Uh, and then upon, um, you know, separating that, then, then kind of shit gets scary. Um, this actually, again, was based off a true story. Um, and, you know, the movie did um, a, a, a fairly, I guess, decent job of, of getting the sense and the feeling across. The characters had different names. The story wasn't um, exactly the same. Like, there was no really, like, disgraced detective in, in the real story or anything. Um but I guess just to give everyone kind of the background of the actual movie, so it kind of opens up with two cops, um, you know, getting into a house and, and searching with, with, with uh, flashlights and guns and finding all sorts of weird ritual, ritualistic items in there, like in ganges, which are basically like cauldrons to cook things in for rituals. Um, there turned out to actually be people in the house. They captured one of the cops, uh, killed him and shot the other cop in the, in the leg, but did not kill the other cop. So this cop has basically been... Um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, slightly disgraced or whatever, just for the situation. And he's been obsessed with kind of, uh, bringing these guys down. Uh, so then it kind of fast forwards to the, the three, uh, friends coming down to Mexico and then, uh, you know, long story short, meeting girls, taking some drugs, going to the carnival. One leaves because he wants to go drop off a teddy bear to the son of a stripper that he was with the night prior. Wow. Uh, so what a stand up gentleman. Early. Yeah, right. So he leaves uh, a little bit early. This is like the more nerdy one, kind of like the, oh, you think strippers love you kind of guy or whatever. But he leaves early, uh, gets abducted on the on the way back in the meantime. And then uh, the rest of the movie is basically the uh, the other two friends. Uh, one of the Mexican girls they met who is played by Marta uh, Higuereta or yeah, am I saying that right? Higuereta. Uh, and basically them trying to to rescue this guy and then go over there eventually. Um, and then it follows him kind of being held captive and everything. And then ultimately culminates in the end. I don't want to waste the end. We'll kind of just get to the real story. Um, this is a, uh, it's not like a true, um, what do you say? What's the word? Like a, It doesn't a parallel. Yeah. Well, Are you talking about like that, the movie doesn't actually parallel the story itself? I mean, it does. I mean, it gives an idea. It's obviously not like fact by fact because again, the names are hidden. The the events are slightly changed. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I mean, you know, it, it's it's definitely close enough. Uh, you know, for mm -hmm. for sure. But the true story is uh, is equally as as haunting. I would say. Um, and there was something else I was going to say, but I honestly can't think of it right now. So let's just kind of jump in uh, to the real story. But go ahead. So basically to understand Borderland, you really should understand who the real inspiration behind it was. And that person is a man by the name of Adolfo Constanzo. Now, Adolfo, he was born in 1962 in Miami uh, by a 15-year-old Cuban immigrant. After her first husband died, she and three of her children moved to Puerto Rico. And it was there that Adolfo served as an altar boy in the Catholic Church, which was an altar boy. probably right there was the big... Well, you didn't really turn out fine either, so I guess we can just blame the Catholic Church for all these upcoming here either. So. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Can't argue it. But soon he traveled to Haiti with his mother, and he learned about voodoo. Now, in 1972, after his mother's second husband died, they made enough money to move back to Miami, and Adolfo was introduced to a religion called Payo Mayombi. 
And this is a religion that really deals in animal sacrifice and pretty much started all of his obsession with some fucked up shit that he's that he gets into. Now, clearly, yeah, I adult- understand it's very close to like Santeria. Actually, can you fill me in on what Santeria is? Because I'm not too familiar. Uh, so like just short idiot term is uh century is basically just like the um it's like an afro-cuban religious cult that uh has some aspects of like the catholic church and and some other religions but uh, i think for like for like the most notable part is that they they are big on on sacrifices uh they do quite a bit of uh animal sacrifices i don't think they're big into the human sacrifices but it's all about sacrificing blood uh, for the gods. So it's usually, you know, birds, goats, uh, other types of cattle, uh, again, very surface level. There's probably a whole episode we could do just on Santeria. Um, but it, it is very close to, uh, Honestly, I would love to learn more about that shit. I just, it made me think now of just like a great marketing tactic for PETA and PETA would just be like alter history from all these like sacrificial movies. And they would just create like a Superman for their own like really like their own like shit that they have going on and like they go in and stop all these animal sacrifices and kill off all these cults that get started from the get-go. PETA, if you're listening, I'm giving you gold here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I've I've heard worse ideas. I've seen <laughs> many I mean we've made all yeah. the worse concepts. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Hollywood will eat this up right now. They're already remaking Hobo, everything. Hobo with idea. a shotgun. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. Is that with uh, what's his face, Trejo, Danny Trejo? I think no, it is. That's my chest. I know, but isn't he in Hobo with a shotgun too? I, I feel like he is. I feel like I'm right. I feel like it's him. Hobo with a shotgun's him and Danny Glover. And I'm not even googling this right now. I'm I'm fairly certain I'm right. No, it's not. It's like some weird offshoot movie. It's good. It's your strange as hell. It is strange as hell. But it it's honestly it's it's a good watch. Like if you're just weird high as fuck, yeah, it's a movie to watch. I'll give it a shot. No, I won't. I won't watch that fucking movie. But, you know, if it's on Pluto TV or something like that, let's get weird. Um, so basically, back to uh, our main guy here, some Adolfo action. His mother remade, uh, remarried a man who was also involved in that religion and was a drug dealer. Now, clearly from this point, Adolfo is going down a terrible path here. But And even before graduating high school, he and his mother had racked up a nice little arrest record that included theft and vandalism uh, and shit that probably wasn't even on the record. Like, I don't know, a cat or two being killed and some grandmother being mad because their cat's gone. Fair enough. There's uh, uh, a shit going on over there. Um, so... After graduating high school and being kicked out of prep school, Adolfo moved to Mexico City where he met Martin Quintana, Jorge Montes, and Omar Orea. The three would eventually become Adolfo's followers. And in the beginning, Adolfo made his money providing spells for rich drug lords. <laughs> Idiots. And, <laughs> and his rituals would involve sacrifices in the form of chickens or goats. But on occasion, he had been known to sacrifice zebras or lion cubs. I don't know why I'm okay with the zebras and not with the lion cubs, but whatever. Adolfo it's found the eyes. Attract- it it's the eyes. Adolfo, <laughs> Adolfo found himself attracting members of Mexico's more affluent high society. He also attracted corrupt law enforcement officers who ended up introducing him to Mexico City's most powerful drug cartels. 
Oh man, what a nice little like business venture he's on right here. Like he's really starting yeah, from right. the ground up. He's building up a nice LLC. Uh, you know, we call you it. You can uh, make it on your own, kids. You really can. Like the world is tell yours. Sp- That's what Scarface told tell me. Tell spells to drug cartels. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's that should be on the business card for him. Adolfo Costanza spells for make drug limited, cartels. Limited edition <laughs> T-shirts. Sell spells to drug cartels. Oh man, and it's gonna be like a nice little red backdrop, just some all for that bloody spilled. I love this, Jay. I love what we're coming up here with. Oh, just wait, bud. Strap your boots on. Now, eventually, his sacrifices would clearly escalate to human. Uh, at first, using dug up cadavers from the local graveyard, but he quickly moved into the living variety. Uh, Adolfo believed that his magic was so powerful that he could use it to protect himself in the drug game. He demanded to become a full business partner with a cartel known as the Calzadas. Now, the Cazadas refused but quickly regretted it when seven of their family members went missing. Their bodies later turned up missing fingers, toes, ears, brains, and one of them was even missing his spine. Uh, Adolfo's gang offered the same deal to the Hernandez brothers, and clearly they gladly accepted that offer because they ain't fucking with that shit. Now, Adolfo took, then took his gang of cult members to Rancho Santa Elena, where they could sell drugs and enjoy sacrificing in peace. Yeah, so one of the things the movie harped on <coughs> excuse me, is that, um, that he used his sacrifices to basically, he thought it was making the, the semi-trucks transporting his drugs across the U.S. border invisible. So he was fully convinced that if he did these sacrifices, no one could see anything he was doing, and they would, uh, they protect him. Um, so, intern Mark Kilroy, right? So Mark Kilroy, American college student, uh, March thirteenth, nineteen eighty nine, American pre med student, Mark Kilroy, crossed paths with a few of Adolfo's men. Mark was on spring break in Matamoros, Mexico, uh, not far from South Padre Island, when his friends reported him missing. Uh, a search was conducted on both sides of the border, but neither turned up anything. Mm. And Kilroy, he was separated from his friends after going to a bar and meeting a woman. Uh, the bar was insanely packed. Apparently, it made it hard for everyone to stay together as they left the bar. And they were going to head back to South Padre Island, a popular safe spring break destination, as you were just saying, Jay, uh, that they were yep. at. Yep. So Kilroy actually stepped outside the bar near a house to say goodbye to the woman that he met that night. Uh, in the movie here, he's going back to uh, a stripper he'd met the night before. So slight differences. Uh, and then he was waiting for his bill, Bill, his friend, Bill Huddle, Huddleston, oh, Jesus, to walk and meet him. Uh, as Huddleston approached him, he ran in, Bill Huddleston ran into an alley to pee while Kilroy was waiting for him to get all the way there. Uh, by the time Huddleston came out of the alley, finished peeing, uh, Mark Kilroy was gone. He disappeared. His friends searched for him uh, well into the late hours of the night, uh, past when most bars were closed in the area. They thought that Mark Kilroy had left and headed back across the border to wait by their car. When they got to their car, he was not there. They figured he'd met someone and taken them back to the hotel at South Padre Island. That was not the case. No, sir. And when they woke up the next day, Kilroy was still nowhere to be found. So they contacted the uh, police to report him missing, even though that probably would do you no good in Mexico at all. 
And as Kilroy was waiting on this, so as Kilroy was waiting on the street for Huddleston to pee, um, he was lured in by a man parked inside of a truck who called out and asked if, if he needed help and arrived. As Kilroy got close to the vehicle, he was grabbed by two men with long names, Serafin Hernandez Garcia and Malio Fabio Ponce Torres, who wrestled him to the into the truck. Now, you think they're on like luchador masks and wrestle them into the truck. I mean, I would love it if like Rey Mysterio like hopped up on the truck <laughs> and you just heard everybody getting fucking amped and he just did a backflip on the Mark Kilroy. Hey, you're ready to get mysterious? <laughs> Throw on this luchador mask. Come with us. We're going to fuck this donkey. Are you just here like the WWE announcer? He's like, I don't believe it. Rey Mysterio comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my God, he's got a chair. Off the ropes. <laughs> Okay, now Mark Kilroy, he's a pretty athletic guy. He's a young, fit college kid, and because of his side and strength, he was able to break loose and go about two blocks down the road after one of the captors stopped him for a few months. Uh, sorry, and then after that, one of his captors had to stop for a few moments and catch his breath. I don't know about you, but I just immediately got flashes uh, of like that super bad scene. You know that scene in Superbad where it's like Jonah Hill running and like Seth Rogen's like, he's the fastest kid yeah. alive. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I could just it's see. Oh, SA, he's a he's a fastest hombre alive. SA, <laughs> <sighs> this, this fucking this fucking gringo. Eh? Now, Kilroy, he ran as fast as he could from the truck in the location of the two abductors, but was caught by a second vehicle with accomplices inside. They hopped out with guns. They handcuffed him and threw him into the back of the second vehicle. Thinking on this. How the hell did they know all this story? But I guess we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, they then then drove Kilroy. The investigation. Got it. So I because I know they caught they, they catch Seraphin obviously. Yeah, and that's who kind of spills. Some of them they don't for obvious reasons. We're going to get into and the later stuff. Excuse me, I'm jumping ahead here. But yes, yeah, sorry. And they drove Kilroy to the outskirts of town to a ranch known as Santa Elena, where they left Kilroy in the vehicle overnight. Jay, take it away from there, sir. Yeah, so in the morning, uh, after spending the whole night in the vehicle, one of the ranch's caretakers came out and checked on Mark Kilroy and fed him breakfast. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, he was given eggs, bread, and some water. So, you know, eh, not a full country breakfast, but I can't complain about that. He's like, we got just Unless some huevos chatos. Yeah. In Mexican ranch that you know nothing about. Uh, I want 12 hours, <laughs> about 12 hours after his abduction, Costanzo, the drug lord, and his men came to see Kilroy. They wrapped his face and mouth with duct tape and walked him through a field to a storage cabin with his hands tied around his back. Remember, this is a true story. This is not the movie. Throughout the night, they tortured and sodomized Kilroy. He was then led out to a field, and Costanzo killed him by chopping him in the back of his neck and head with a machete. This was slightly different from the movie. In the movie, they basically all circle Kilroy when he's inside of a barn. He kind of tries to escape. Uh, Costanzo is called Centillion in the movie. And as he's trying to escape, Centillion grabs a machete um, and then grabs one leg and just machetes down on his Achilles. <coughs> grabs the second leg, machetes down on the other Achilles so he cannot move. He's basically flopping around like a marionette, which is actually... The Danny Trejo line from the original Triple X, since you mentioned Danny Trejo. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, this movie it's 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 kind of like a murder porn, gore porn kind of scene, very hostile like in a few scenes. Um, but you know, it's good because mm-hmm. it, it's a true story, so that definitely keeps you uh, entertained. So that's in the movie. But in 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 real life, he was basically just tortured, sodomized, and we don't know the extent of the torture or the sodomization or what items were used. Uh, they can't confirm that he was killed with a machete blow to the back of the uh, neck head area. Um, after he was dead, Kilroy's brain was then removed Lovely. and broiled in, in Nganga, which again, Nganga is basically like a cauldron, the little pot that you would boil different pieces. You know, like you heard the, the stories about the witch, like a bat wing, you know, a cat's arm or whatever. Like that's what they're doing. They're just throwing a bunch of random mm. stuff in this boiling pot. It's the opening. This sounds like the opening of Hocus Pocus. Yeah, exactly. pretty much right exactly. there with the cauldron. Exactly. Exactly. So it's used to boil, you know, boil items in a ritual. Uh, Kilroy's legs were chopped off right above his kneecaps, uh, busy to bury him, and a wire was inserted and fed through his spinal cord. Uh, the reason they fed this wire through his spinal cord is because after the body decomposed, they wanted to go back and grab and basically just pull the spinal cord out of the body. They had all these different skulls, teeth, toes, fingers. And they mentioned spinal cords as well. This is all stuff the police actually recovered in Mexico. So they let the body decompose, pull out the spinal cord, basically have it as a trophy. Uh, Then they dug a shallow grave and dumped Kilroy's corpse. Okay. Love it. That is basically all the torture. EJ, take it off on the, uh, I guess, capture of some of the goons. Sure. So it wasn't until Serafin Hernandez blew through a checkpoint causing a high-speed chase back to Adolfo's home that the authorities found out what happened to Mark. Once the ranch, once at the ranch, Seraphin was arrested with 250 pounds of marijuana in his car. And That's a lot of Chiba. That's a lot of Chiba. And in his car, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, did he look like an idiot driving right now? Like, did he just have, like, I don't know, stacks in the front I mean, seat and, like, stacks on the back? That That amount of weed, that's enough weed to last you through the week, you know? And, uh, you know, if you're also being chased by police with a bunch of drugs in your car, maybe don't go back to the drug hideout. Maybe go, uh, you know, to a random abandoned building. I don't know. I don't I don't run a drug cartel. Well, we're not exactly dealing with Einstein's here either. So, you know. That is true. I mean, so basically he was, once he was back at the ranch, uh, they arrested him with 250 pounds of marijuana in the car. During the police investigation, it came out that Mark and many others were murdered. As their bodies were and their bodies that were buried somewhere out there on the grounds of the ranch, one of them was the mutilated remains of Mark Kilroy. All of the victims' bodies carried the telltale signs of having been sacrificed. Mark was killed, obviously, by a machete to the back of the head, and his brain was removed. Inside the home, they found a cauldron containing a black cat and a human brain. The police, in total, found fifteen bodies, which is. I don't know. I feel like it should be more. I feel like they didn't do enough sacrificing for this to be like a profitable business. Like I feel like fifteen bodies is all you're finding there. I, just, I, need, I need more of a. I need more evidence. Well, that's what they found. And you know, we don't we don't run the cartels. We don't know exactly how long it takes to make the cocaine and ship it across. <laughs> but uh, maybe once a harvest for the wheat. I don't. I don't even know. But uh, hearing, hearing that police. Uh, were on to them. Adolfo and his followers fled to Mexico City just before the raid. 
There they held up in an apartment building until deciding to open fire with a machine gun on a police officer responding to a call in the building that had nothing to do with Adolfo. He was just there, and Adolfo freaked out. But you shoot at a cop, and backup will quickly arrive, which it did, and Adolfo and his men found themselves completely surrounded. Not ready to surrender, Adolfo ordered one of his men to open fire on him, which happened, and he was shot to death by one of his men, and he was... killed i was about to say he's he was dead um when police finally made their way into the apartment they found adolfo costanza dead at the age of 26 killed on his own orders by one of his men yeah it's funny thing is you know he survived by george costanza that's right and he moved to new york and he became friends with jerry and elaine and all of them you know who I'm talking about here? No, bad joke. Bad joke. I really thought they you would get that they, one there. They made a whole sitcom about nothing. There's literally no plot to any of it. I'm just impressed he was 26 and was doing all this. You know, I'm 31, and I'm kind of feeling like a failure. I mean, Jay, I mean, you and I could easily move down to Mexico. We have a friend who lives in Cancun. We could go down there, and we could turn one of his bedrooms into a sacrificial room. We could go out and meet some people during the night. I know we're newly engaged, but maybe we could just call this whole thing off if it all fails, and we just go down there and we just start a new business, and we'll call it. Uh, okay, dude. I I I will hook you up with a nice goat. We'll call ourselves the Pollo Brothers because we got to have a front, and we'll sell chicken. Los Pollos Hermanos. Los Pollos Hermanos. That's right. I'm changing- I would say. Uh, oh, is there more to that? <laughs> no, no, I'm just rambling. Um. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and rip off the takeaways right away. Uh, takeaway number one, uh, don't walk home in Mexico by yourself if you're not from Mexico or have not spent a decent amount of time in that part of Mexico. Number two, don't pee on the side of a street in Mexico if you haven't been in Mexico for a long time or you're not from that part of Mexico. Number three, don't take hallucinogenic drugs at a carnival in Mexico if you're not from Mexico or have been in Mexico for extended periods of time, but more importantly, if you haven't taken a lot of magic mushrooms. Fuck, man. I'm pretty much, like, two for three there. Like, the hallucinogenic jug drugs, like, I can't I can't say that I haven't done that there before, so... Shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't... You know, besides that, uh, you know, unfortunate events. A lot of people go to South Padre Island. A lot of people go south of the border for spring break. It happens all the time. I mean, you've even seen people go missing in parts of Mexico, you know, especially recently, dude. Like, it's just, you know, Mexico's Mexico's a great country if, you know, you, you do the right things, you know what you're doing. But just like any part, I mean, I, you know, you want to walk some of Chicago's toughest streets in the middle of the night if you weren't from there either. So, you know, always, you know, act responsible, know your surroundings, stay in groups, do not separate, and you will not be separated from your spine. Yes, and also never talk to anybody whose name is anywhere close to Adolf Hitler. Just don't do that. Correct. Anyone that has a name that starts with Adolf, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Also, if you're not from Mexico and someone comes up and they have five names in their name, avoid that. (laughs) Well, I got to cross off a few names off my list of people I can never talk to again then. Because I know too many of those people. So what are, what do you give here out of a 10 rating, Drip? Oh, oh goodness. Overall, six. Okay. Maybe six, five, because it's better when you know it's a true story. 
it, or it's better when you know the true story behind it. Rather, they're going to tell you it's a true story or based on true events. Uh, like Real events, baby. Once the movie starts, yeah. But um, one, you know, that's what makes it better. Um, now, again, this is tough to say because this movie came out in two thousand seven. So, in two thousand seven, would this have been a great horror movie? I don't know. Very well, could have been. Um, but you know, it kind of fits more of that. Um, it's not as murder porny as Hostel, but there's some scenes where it's just like you, you can tell they're they're just going for uh, kind of that visual aspect. You know? Yeah, I mean, like it's very clearly like that was the trend of movies during that time frame. Like you had your Hostel, you had your um, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking like Green Inferno and all these other. Well, Green Inferno might be a little. Well, later. Green Inferno came out later, but yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, yeah, it, it's kind of the same, like. When 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 Ulysses' partner is getting tortured in the very beginning, like they, they they gouged out both of his eyes, you see that. Uh, they bit out his tongue, you see that. They took a saw to his arm, you see that. You see mm. machetes to arms, um, machetes to Achilles' heels. Uh, you see people tripping and kissing and being all fun, and then their friends are getting murdered. So. I, oh, like, no, are you a fan of that? Like, I just out of curiosity, just like for me, I don't really, I would rather leave it up to my imagination of how things are happening. But like, I know a lot of people love that torture porn stuff. Like, are do you? Um, I mean, I like, I, I, I respect the leave it to imagination type of uh, directors. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. So like the murder porn doesn't bother me like it would when I was like young. Um, but you know, I kind of also view it as a as a cop out. So I like a little bit. You know, there are movies where I like a little bit of gore, um, but mainly more of that kind of leave it into uh, to the own human psyche because nothing is quite as scary as number one the human psyche, but also the unknown. I mean, you go back and you look at you know the um, I believe the original Trailer Park. Or not Trailer Park, but um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as well as the the remake they did in like what two thousand three, and uh, it, the, even on the trailer, it's mainly audio. It's not even visuals, and it just you know it just messes with you because the 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 scariest thing is what your mind can run away with, you know, and kind of those stories. Exactly. That that's up. why Halloween's so effective to me. I, that you know, I know it's a very famous movie, but that's why it's so effective just to watch that movie over and over again because. Just imagining what the fuck he's doing to those people just freaks you out. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I give it, I mean, for me, I give it like 5.5 out of 10. It's, it, it was fine. It wasn't like the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life or one of my favorite horror movies, period. But it was, I appreciated what it was and I, I liked some of the cast in there. Like that'll get me to watch it sometimes if I'm in the mood, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a solid, uh, solid old movie to watch, um, you know, and, and much more interesting, you know, real story that that uh, that is based off of. And we probably should have mentioned this in the very beginning of the episode. But uh, for those of us that are still listening, <laughs> it is it is October, baby. It is Halloween horror month. We're going to do all fun types of Halloween themed stuff coming up. We got some great movies we're about to be covering uh, and some great episodes. So thanks for tuning in for uh, Borderland and I don't really have much else to say, buddy. Again, congratulations on the engagement and uh, anything else you want to you wanna say to the people. Thank you, Jay. Uh, yes, uh, just one final note here. Um, I know America is a mess right now. Um, so if you do find yourself going down to Mexico just to escape all this craziness, please look over your shoulder there too. And uh, yeah, have a great night.
<laughs> I don't know. Do long division or something. <laughs> Fair, fair enough, buddy. If you hate America, go try Mexico. You might get your arm chopped off. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just. I don't want to misalign uh, Mexico. I got a lot of friends from Mexico, and we have friends currently living in Mexico. So, see, see. Uh, I know it is a it is a great place, but again, as always, if you travel anywhere, man, just know what you're doing. Stay safe. There are bad places in every city of the world. Are scumbags. You guys should try going to Fort Lauderdale for a day. It's fucking scary there. Yeah, come on. We'll sell you a boat, murder your child, and do cocaine about it. Uh, probably meth, but maybe a little cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I think I think cocaine's a little too rich for Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> uh, it's the yacht capital of the world. We're poor, though, right? Um, but uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in to Based on Real Events. I'm Jay Kington, alongside... As always, Mr. EJ Golet, that is all for this episode, and we will see you guys next time. Have a good one. Stab you later. Bye. Thank you.